the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Exercising your faith muscle. That's next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Anybody who's gone to the gym at all knows that in order to build muscle, you need to break it down first. You need to exercise it. A little pain brings about a lot of gain. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today, we turn our attention to a message called Triumphant Faith faith exercising. Romans 5 verses 1 through 5 is where we're at today. Resistance is part of this growth, as we'll see. Here's our teacher and pastor again, Romans chapter 5, with this edition of Times of Refreshing. Here's Napoleon Kaufman. I want you to open your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 5. And the title of my message this morning is Triumphant Faith. Triumphant Faith. One of the things that we realize in walking with God is that God is going to give us opportunities to exercise our faith. He's going to always give us opportunity to grow in faith. And faith is like a muscle. You want it to grow. The only way that it's truly going to grow is if we have resistance. And so there's going to be resistance in our life, but it's, it's used to help us to grow and to mature and cause our strength, I mean our faith, to become stronger. And so for us, we have to see this. This is built into your walk with God. That you're going to have resistance. Resistance is an opportunity and it helps to perfect and do things in your life that otherwise you would not be able to really accomplish from an internal standpoint. God uses it to make you. Look at your neighbor and tell, tell them, he's making me. Because this is exactly what God is trying to do. He's trying to make us. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 on down to 5. Look at this. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in a hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured or shed abroad into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Therefore, look at verse 1, 
having been justified. Somebody say justified. Before you came to Christ, all of us were born into sin and shaped in iniquity. We lived lifestyles that were contrary to God. And we consistently miss the mark. That's what sin really is. It misses, it means to miss the mark that God had preordained and established. So when we sin, we're basically just missing the mark. And so what happens is, for all of us, we lived a lifestyle where we were consistently, with our actions, missing the mark. But then also internally, we have been poisoned. So our nature is also against God. The old Adam in us, the old rebel in us, the old Adam, constantly drives and moves us and tries to get us things that are contrary to the will of God. And then we act out on those things and it becomes sin. So not only do we commit sins, but we are sinful. Our nature is bad. Our nature is bad. So we have to be born again. We need a new nature to overcome the old us. And this is what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is all about. It's about him not only just forgiving my sins, but then also infusing me with a new nature so that I can overcome. And it says here, I like this, it says there, it says, having then been justified, he says, by what? By faith. And so what happens is I can't make myself good. But I can release my faith in Christ who now infuses me with his nature, and then he causes me to do good from the inside out. I'm not just trying to put something on. Now, goodness begins to spring from me. Why? Because I release my faith in Jesus Christ. I repented of my sins. He comes in, and then he infuses me with his nature. Now I can do those things that are pleasing in his sight, and he says, I'm justifying you because of this. You've released your faith, and now I'm justifying you. Which means that it's just as if I'd never sinned. God takes you, when you come to him with all your baggage, all your guilt, all your shame, all your excuses, and all of the junk that we carry around, that we protect, and that we hold on to, and that we think is good, and that we think is right, and we have all this trash that we're carrying around. And when we come to Jesus, and we say, Lord, I'm laying myself before you, I'm laying all this trash before you, I'm done, I'm releasing my faith in you, Jesus turns around, and he says, I'm taking your past, and I'm closing off your past, and I'm justifying you in the sight of my Father. You've experienced justification. Now I'm giving you a fresh start. But the problem is sometimes people like their baggage. They like their trash. I remember I had a friend years ago, and I share this story often, but I had a, it's the first time I'm sharing it from the church, but in front of the the congregation like this. But I had a guy that I was kind of running with years ago, and and I was, uh, I was trying to help him out. He was a pastor of a church, and I was trying to help him out. I'm going to help this guy out, and you know, because things were going wrong, and some things were happening, so I want to come in, and he asked me to come in and give me advice and stuff, 
And when I would give him advice, he, would, he wouldn't really take it. He was like wanting to fight me and he kind of, you know, he didn't want to hear my counsel. So one night I went to bed and I had a dream. And in the dream, I was, I walked into his church. He led me into his church and we were walking around and he showed me all this stuff and it was literally his church. He was showing me all the buildings, showing me all the stuff and everything looked it was, you know, it was, he was putting it all together. But I looked on the floor and there was all this trash all over the church. I mean, trashed. It was nasty. And we we're walking around and I saw it and I thought it was trash and it was. He saw it and he didn't say anything about it. So he went into the other room. Listen, y'all, this is a real dream. He went into the other room, and when he went into the other room, I, in the dream, went forth and I cleaned up all his trash. I picked up the whole sanctuary. Trash, I picked it all up, put it in bags, and I went into my car, and I put it in the back seat of my car. I was going to take it to the dump. I went back into into the church, and when he came back, because he had left, when I picked up all the trash and he came back, I was sitting there and he looked around and he didn't notice that all the trash was gone. So we just walked around, he gave me the tour and then we got in my car after. We walked out to my car, we got in my car and we're in my car talking. This is a dream, y'all. And we're in the car and he looks in my back seat and he sees the trash. And he says, hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I saw that trash on the ground. And so I, I wanted to clean it up for you because it was, it was nasty, man. He said, give me my trash. Don't try to take my trash out of the church. Give me my trash. And so I said, well, wait a minute. You're going to bring that back in your church? Yes. He went in the back seat, grabbed his trash, went back into the church. And then I woke up. And God said, that's it. That's it. But that's how we come to church sometimes. God says, I want to clean up your trash. And I want to justify you by faith. But you got to let me have it. But people get comfortable in it. They find their identity in it. They find find their self-worth in trash. They find their self-worth and, you know, I just do what I want to do. Nobody going to tell me nothing. And then what happens is we look up and we look at our life and our life is filled with all kinds of mess. And we say, what happened? And Jesus says, listen, I want to justify you by faith. But you got to let me have my way in your life. You got to give up some stuff so that you can get what I'm trying to give you. And that's an expression of your faith. Lord, I'm willing to give this up because I believe you. I believe you, Lord. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace. Somebody say peace. We have peace with God. He says, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So now I release my faith in the Lord. He justifies me. He begins to take all my trash and baggage and he gives me a fresh start. And then I start experiencing peace on a level that I've never known peace before. Because now God, what does he do? He turns around and he gives you peace with him. 
It's nothing like knowing that your relationship with God is okay. People can hate you. Family members can get mad at you. And you can have all these problems going on and people on your job getting on your last nerve. You can have all that. But when you look in the mirror and you sit down before God and you know that, man, Lord, I know that I'm right before you. And God confirms that in your heart and in your spirit. The word of God confirms that. What happens is there's a sense of peace that you have that sees you through your journey in life. Because you can have all the money in the world and still not have peace. Can I have an amen? You can get that woman that you really wanted and still not have peace. You can get the, you can get the man of your dreams, the knight in shining armor. And still not have peace. Can I have an amen, y'all? But when you have peace with God, he helps you to regulate and manage all the other relationships in your life. So then ultimately you do start having peace in those relationships. It's important for us to understand that through faith in Jesus Christ, he causes us to become justified. He frees us from all blame. Then he establishes our relationship with God the Father and we start to have peace. And now the heavens aren't brass to us. Now we get the sense that we have been accepted in the beloved and that God is walking with us. And then there's a sense of confidence and comfort that we begin to possess because we know that we have peace with God. I made it right. All my baggage, I gave it up. All this stuff, and I made it right, and I released my faith in God, and now I have peace with God. There's a sense of comfort that comes with knowing that you just have peace with God. How you doing? I'm doing great. Why? Because I have peace with God. Is everything perfect in your life? No. But I have peace with God. That God has settled me. I'm not, I'm not stressing. I'm not worried anymore. I'm not flipping out on everybody. I'm not cussing everybody out. I'm not looking for the next high. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm not looking for the next drug. I'm not looking for, I found something that's got me flying real high. Can I have an amen, y'all? say are you high I'm real high but not that kind of high and I don't feel like coming down I want to continue to walk with God why because I got peace with God what about your guilt peace with God what about shame peace with God man what about your past peace with God because I've been justified, I've made myself right with God, and I've made the decision. And so I love the Apostle Paul. He understands this. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, the Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this, y'all. Through whom also we have access by faith. Somebody say access. God gives us access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We have access by faith into this grace. So now God takes his grace, his, his power and his strength extended towards me. He begins to extend it 
So that now whatever it is that I need that God wants me to do, I'm able and capable of doing it. Why? Because God has graced me. Grace isn't just the, for, the, the, the free gift of forgiving your sins. Grace is an empowering influence for you. The Apostle Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. He understood that I am who I am because God's grace has been extended to me. And so now, God, through our faith, he gives us access to this grace. So now I don't have access through my faith to justification, but now I, got, I get access to grace. I get more grace extended towards me. Everybody in this room, we need the grace of God. We want him to, to empower us and to infuse us with more power so that we can do whatever it is he wants us to do. And make no mistake about it, y'all, life is hard. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how much stuff, material stuff you have. We need grace because you can have all this stuff. And when you get more money, you get more problems too. I remember when I first got drafted by the, in the first round by the Raiders, I started seeing some family members I'd never even heard of in my life. I'm like, where did you come from? I don't even know you. Well, I'm your second cousin on the third side from your aunt and your niece. And I'm here because God, I'm like, what? Can I have an amen, y'all? Come on, y'all. Some people start coming out of the woodwork. All kinds of stuff start happening. And then not only that, life is tough. I mean, you look at just the world in general. It's volatile. War, fighting, and anger, and bitterness, and hatred, and lust, and perversion. All kinds of filth. So if you're going to live right in the sight of God, you need more grace. And we access it through faith. And what happens is now God empowers us. We have people in this room working several jobs, trying to take care of kids. It's not easy. I don't stand up here in the, in the pulpit and say, well, you know, it's going to be a great, oh, everything's, we, we just got Jesus, it's going to be good. No, it's going, we got Jesus, it's going to be hard too. Can I have an amen? And it's going to be rough, we're going to have moments, but we hang on to Jesus. And what happens is we need, we have, we get access to this grace through the release of our faith. We get justification, but now God graced me. You're going to give me more power to do what it is that you want me to do. Well, Lord, I don't feel qualified, but if you have me, you're qualified. Well, Lord, I, don't, I feel like I'm running in the strength. Well, tap into some more grace. Lord, I don't feel like I can go another step. Well, yes, you can by my grace. Release your faith. If you want more faith, more, more grace, release more faith. And we begin to trust God. And then God turns around. And what does he do? He empowers us. And we look back and say, how did I make it through that storm? Whew. Man, it makes me want to run through this place right now. I start thinking, how did we make it through that storm? How, when I know, some, I know some of your testimonies. How did you make it through that storm? By the grace of God. Can I have an amen? Can we praise God for his grace? Amen. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. 
He says, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Look at verse 3, y'all. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Ooh. Now, I liked verse 2. But verse 3, he said we glory in tribulations. You know, now this is, this is the tough part. But it's all about perspective. Somebody say perspective. It's all about your perspective. How do you see your, how do you see your Goliath? How do you see your Red Sea? How do you see Jesus? How did you see the cross? How do you see it? If this, is the, this is the thing we have to get. We have to understand that sometimes it's a matter of your perspective. Because everybody's going to have tribulations. They're going to have trials. Whether they're self-inflicted. Whether they're demonically inspired. Whether there's something that God is leading you into. There's going to be moments where you have tests and trials in your life. And tribulation in your life. How do we see it? Do we see it the wrong way? I love the way Job saw it. Job saw it right. I love the way the Lord Jesus saw it. On this resurrection Sunday, you see, he saw it right. When you see it right, then what happens is it it causes you to, to go through it right. When you see it right. When you see it right, it helps you to go through it right. Now, wait a minute here. I can glory in this, that it's not, it's, not, it's not that you like it, but you understand it. And that ultimately all things work together for the good to those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So God is working something in this for good. I don't care what it looks like. And I want to see it right. And then it starts, and then I realize it's working something in me and through me. And so for us, it's about perspective. How do you see stuff? How do you see it? How do you embrace what you're going through? He said, and, and not only that, but we glory in tribulations. We look at it and say, well, praise God. Whatever it is, let's go. I trust God. And I'm going to continue to release my faith in God who has justified me and has given me grace for everything that I need in life. And so he says, We glory in tribulation. Now, listen what he's saying, y'all. Because this man was stoned and left for dead. This man was kicked out of cities. This man was ridiculed, ostracized. People talked about him. And the Judaizers followed him from city to city trying trying to poison all the people that he spoke to. This man was shipwrecked. This man was his life, his life was one in ministry, was one of great tests and trials. You're talking about a man of God that the people that he ministered to would turn around and say that he wasn't a man of God when he laid down his life for them. The apostle Paul went through it, but yet he kept the faith and he continued to stay in a position which ultimately caused him to triumph. Triumph. 
And so he says here, and not only that, we glory in tribulation knowing. Somebody say knowing. He says knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Ah, I got it. So this tribulation is working for me right now. It may not feel good. People may not like it. They can say what they want, but something is being forged in me. He says the tribulation is producing, he says, perseverance. This word persevere or perseverance in the Greek, it's associated with the word hope and refers to that quality of character. That quality of character which does not allow one to surrender to circumstances or succumb under trial. And you're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California, the zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.